Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs. That includes live betting and fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Hello and welcome back to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke, sitting with Doug West today. Doug, how are you feeling? The NBA Finals is set. What's what's going through your head just with life? I know you're on vacation, so you're probably relaxing a little bit, but how's life? Life's good. Um, yeah, on vacation in Rhode Island, up here in Newport, Rhode Island. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and uh, yeah, just excited for the finals to get kicked off tomorrow. Um, really looking forward to it. I think it's a, a great matchup with uh, two teams that uh, – you know, they, they, they match up well. They, they really match up well, and it should be an exciting series. Yeah, and I think uh, fans are excited for that one. I think the general feeling, at least for me and a lot of people I've talked to, is they just hope for some health so we can actually see, like, who's going to be <laughs> the better team out of this one because there's been a lot of injuries throughout the playoffs this year. Um, I'm just excited to see. I feel like it's a good storyline Either way, and we'll talk more about the finals a little bit later, but I, I think it's a good storyline. Whoever wins the Celtics win, they went through that rough start to the year questions about Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Now the right. finals, if they win. That's obviously a huge storyline. And then if the Warriors win, you know, they got back there after Kevin Durant left. Um, and I think that's a chance for Steph Curry to potentially win a finals MVP and things like that. So I think the storylines work, you know, it's not, same old, same old again. Obviously, the Warriors have won before, right. but it they're a different team and, and things like that. So I think I'm just excited for that aspect of it. And uh, I know a lot of people are just excited to hopefully see two healthy teams. They're coming in pretty healthy, so hopefully they can stay that way as the series progresses on. Yeah, definitely having some rest before the series uh, will help. Um, you know, Golden State's been off for all, over a week, and, you know, and those – Yes, you know those days for uh, Boston uh, should work out well. So, but like you said, we'll 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 jump on that. Let's check on and see how smart we were this this uh, this year in our picks. So a few weeks ago, or probably a little over a month ago, Doug and I talked about all the NBA teams. We kind of just put our how we thought they should end up, <laughs> and uh, I think like last week we ended up getting the actual. All NBA teams, we haven't talked about those. So Doug and I are going to dive in, just kind of see. It probably won't take too long, but we'll just kind of see what went wrong with our predictions and maybe how smart or how <laughs> how dumb we do look at the, at the end of it all. So first, I'll just go ahead and read who the All-NBA first team was. Why don't we do it like this? Let's 
I'll read a name. We'll see if we had them and if okay. they, where they fell, you know, if they were on our first team or if they were on our second or third team, or if we didn't have them at all. Um, so I'm going to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo was on the first team. And no, we, both I, we both did have him on the first team. That was a no brainer. I think he was the only unanimous person to make first team this year. Okay. Um, so yes, I think, he was, I do remember it. Yes. He definitely was unanimous decision. So that one I think was probably the easiest one out of any of them to figure out who's going to make it because he's in that forward spot. Now, Embiid and Jokic, that was tougher. Both of them played at that caliber, but with like positions and everything, it was kind of weird. So let's talk about that. Nikola Jokic did end up making uh first team. I had him on my first team. Doug, you had Joel Embiid <laughs> on your first team. Right. And Joel Embiid did not make the first team. Do you have any thoughts on, on that? I know when we talked, it was, I mean, pretty much a coin flip at that time. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was a coin flip. And, you know, I thought Embiid was the MVP. You know, Yoki yeah. became the MVP. So, you know, and then, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I just, I just thought Joel was going to get the MVP this year right. and, you know, deserving of the first team. Um, but again, Yoki got it and uh, he's the first team. You were correct. I, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you go but on I, that one. But I kind of did cop out and I put both of them on. Oh, the well, first yes. Team. So yes. that part of it, like, but I think if I well, had to pick between the two, I was going to put Jokic because I said he was my MVP. So right. I would have had to have him there. Right. Um, and I think, and I think also the way they did these, they made center specific. I mean, I mean, yeah. position specific uh, with these. And I think they were talking, you know, like um, they couldn't have two centers on the first team. So, yeah. Um, the next person that made it, um, well, I'll just go down to another, I guess, forward spot. Jason Tatum did end up making the All-NBA first team. I did not have Jason Tatum. Did you have Jason Tatum on your list? I didn't have him on the first team last night. I do have no, him on I the didn't, team. No, I did not have him on the first team, but he was on my list. Um, and he, he was on my second team, and I think he was on your second team Second team, team as, well. as well, yes. So – that one surprised me, I think, just because of some of the other names that could have potentially been on that list. But it didn't surprise me that much. But I thought maybe if they were thinking of putting somebody else, not doing two centers, you know, it would have been someone like a LeBron or a Durant, even though I didn't, fit, you know, obviously I didn't have right. either of those guys on it for games, played reasons and whatnot. Um, yeah, I that one kind of surprised me. Also kind of understood it. I, I, I wasn't surprised. Um, I think he's had an outstanding season. Um, I think, uh, you know, he's a catalyst on that team. Um, he's, he's uh, really upped his game um, throughout the season, throughout the, well, actually this was before the playoffs. So throughout the season, I mean, you know, once all-star after, I mean, after that half of the season and they turned it around, his game just went to another level. And I thought he had a, a tremendous, tremendous season. Um, you know, like, so we had him on the second team. And yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't that shocked to see him on the first team. So that was, it's good for him. Yeah. It's definitely well-deserved for him. Um, and now he's obviously playing really well in the playoffs. Not that that yes. factors in at all, but he has been, he's been very good for Boston who is now in the finals. So that part's been cool to see too. Uh, let's go to the next, the next player on the list. The first guard. Um, I don't know who had more votes, but Devin Booker did make the first team. And both of us had Devin Booker on our first teams. I think that one made a lot of sense, you know, probably the best player on 
the team with the best record in the league and just played really, really good basketball this season. So wasn't surprised to see him no. end up on that list whatsoever. And the other guard was Luca. I oh had boy. Luca on my oh first boy. team. Mm. Doug, mm. who was, mm. uh, where was Luca on your teams? He was on my second team. Um, I had Jaw on my first team, but um, you know, as I as I watch Luca play, and you keep watching him play, w- more than deserving of the first team nod, um, outstanding player. Um, really elevated his game uh, down the stretch. Elevated his has elevated his game throughout the playoffs or when he was in the playoffs. Um, well deserving. Uh, definitely agree with that. Okay, let's move to the second team. Second team we had. Uh, Joel Embiid as the center. Um, we already kind of touched on this. You had Nikola Jokic as your second team center. I had Embiid right. on my first team. So neither of us technically got that spot right. Uh, we can move to a forward. Uh, Kevin Durant made second team. I didn't have Kevin Durant. I guess I valued games played more than other people. And you're pumping your fist here because you did I'm have cheering. Kevin Durant on your <laughs> on your second team. So why talk about why you thought he was just deserving of that second team nod. Yeah, well I just think uh you know before KD went down, he was he was he was rolling. Um he had the Nets, I think the Nets were in first place actually before he went down with his injury. Um and then, you know, the struggles uh you know with Kyrie and all the situations happening in in New Jersey or well, in Brooklyn actually. Um, he just, I just thought he had a solid season. Um, you know, when he, you know, yes, games were low, but he did his thing. I mean, he's, he's going to get you 27, 28, 29 points a game, um, eight rebounds, five assists. Uh, he's going to, he's going to score the ball at different levels. Um, just an all around uh, great player. Yeah. And he, I think he is, his play was definitely, I don't think anybody would argue that his play wasn't at all NBA level. Um, as I've already said the games played threshold was my biggest thing, but obviously the voters didn't feel like that was as much of a problem as I did. So uh, he does end up making the second team as one of the forwards. The other forward uh, was DeMar DeRozan. I did have DeMar DeRozan on my second team Mm -hmm. and you had him on my third team on your third team. So he did. We both had, I mean, he had a fantastic season, especially the first half of the season. He was in like, maybe not the MVP conversation, but like, that second tier MVP mm-hmm. conversation where you think give him a little bit of recognition, kind of make sure that you're mentioning his name, but he wasn't ever really going to win the MVP. Um, I just thought he had a really good season. Obviously that Chicago team needed some, I don't want to say a new direction, but just a little bit more star power than what Zach Levine alone could provide. And DeRozan did that. He had a lot of tough shots, a lot of big shots at the end of games for them. So I think he's just been, he had a fantastic season. Um, The voters obviously thought so too. He made his third all NBA team on the second team. And any other thoughts on DeMar? Oh, no, I just, I just thought it was a, you know, well-deserved great, great season. Um, You know, battled some injuries, Um, you know, mid-range game, Uh, you know, love the mid-range game. Keep, keep the mid-range game in, in, in play. Um, He was, he was just uh, fantastic with that. Um, you know, well-deserving, well-deserving. Let's move on to the guards that ended up making second team. The first one was uh, Steph Curry did make the second team. I did not have Steph Curry on my second team. I had him on my third team. As did I. So 
I think that makes sense. I didn't think Steph had like an outstanding year for his um for like what he compared to what he's done in the past. Obviously, he right. was still one of the best 10, 15 players in the league, no doubt. I just thought like from the standard we've seen from him in the past, this wasn't maybe his best year, but at the same time, the Warriors ended up having, you know, the, they got the third seed in the West and they did, um, they played really good basketball. I just thought it was more of a down year for Steph, not to the point where I didn't think he'd make all NBA. He was on my third team, but right. um, he did make second team. So a little, I was a little bit surprised by that just because I thought some of these other guys played better, but I think it also does make sense when you think about the type of impact he has, even if his shot's not falling, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it definitely. It definitely makes sense. Um, you know, and, and like you said, we, and we had him on the teams, uh, one of the three teams. Um, we can't always be perfect with it. You know, we are, you know, we're, we had, we had our we picks. We, we were, we were pretty close with some of them. So. Yeah. And like I said, we got him on third team. So 13, we weren't completely yes. in the dark. The second guy was uh, John Morant did make the second team. You already mentioned he was on your first team. Right. Um, what, why do you think that voters maybe put him down on the second team rather than the first team where you thought he deserved for, you know, maybe I, it could be what you were saying with games missed. Um, you know, jaw had, he had some stretches there where he, where he missed some games. And then you have to look at his team success without him on the court. Um, you know, that's could be something that, you know, uh, the, the voters were looking at this, the team was still successful, but again, jaw is, I mean, he's, Box office, um, jaw dropping, um, amazing competitor on both sides of the floor. Um, and, you know, we, we had him in here, so he was definitely yeah. well deserving. And I, I had him in my, I actually did have him on my second team um, just because I thought Luca and Devin Booker had played a better, uh, played better this season. But um, it, it was hard to pick between those three, even those four guards there with the right. next one we'll talk about on the next team. But, definitely deserving of making all NBA. That was his uh, first time ever making an all NBA team. So it was cool for him. Cool to see him get that. Also, I should mention before too, Devin Booker's first time making an all NBA team as well, which is pretty cool to see him never making one before to going to the first team. But so those are the first two teams. The last team is uh, the third team. Obviously let's talk about the center spot. Carl Anthony Towns got that. Now, Cat was technically my third center I had because I didn't beat right. Jokic, but I had him on the second team. So he fell to the third team. In his place, I had Rudy Gobert. You had Cat on the third team. Seems like a well-deserved spot, I would say. Oh, yes, definitely well-deserved. Um, you know, I put the time in. Um, outstanding season. Um, Got to look for more from him as he, as he moves down the road here, but definitely well-deserved. And then if we go to... Uh, the forward spots, we had Pascal Siakam making his second All-NBA team. I had Pascal Siakam on my All-NBA third team. You're shaking your head. You did not have Siakam on there. What, uh, I guess, what's your argument for Siakam not having made it or <laughs> making it? There, there, there's no, there's no argument. Um, you know, there's, uh, I, uh, you know, picked a few other players. Um, Siakam had a great um, season, especially down the stretch. Um, you know, he he shot the ball well, scored the ball, defended. Um, you know, part of that 
that monster they had with switching everything. Um, great season. Um, definitely well-deserved. Um, I'm trying to, I can't wait to see who the rest of these guys are to see who I left off or who we missed. Um, so that's, that's, uh, I forgot Siakam was that guy. So uh, yeah, well-deserved, well-deserved. The other forward on the third team was none other than LeBron James winning his or making his 18th all NBA team in 19 seasons in the league. Uh, LeBron, again, kind of with Kevin Durant, he played at the level where, I mean, unquestionably one of the best players in the league this year. Team success was poor. That was my argument. And he just missed a lot of games too. So, but you did have, LeBron, you got him on his, the first team. Got him on the first team, right. And yes. I would argue he played at that first team level. Like his um, stats, his impact mm-hmm. was at the first team level. He had a fantastic individual season. Um, so I don't, if you are disregarding games played or not completely, but at least somewhat disregarding, I totally see the argument for him being as high as the first team. He did end up on third team. So you had him just on, on the right team. I didn't have LeBron on any of my teams. Uh, but totally makes sense that he made it there, especially with Kevin Durant making it. LeBron had to make it yes. somewhere yeah. as well. Were you surprised yeah. that Kevin Durant was higher than LeBron James on the All NBA teams? Well, yeah, because I picked LeBron on the first team. So, Obviously. you know, um, but uh, again, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. There's so many, so many good players. And it's, you know, some guys are going to miss some years, um, you know, and, both of those guys are just, I, I think they're just names we're used to seeing and uh, people that, that, that really earn, earn their way onto these teams. I think the argument would probably be they played, I think Durant played 55 games and LeBron played 56. So that wasn't a determining factor between the two. I think it probably came more to team success right? because like you said, the Nets were, I think like the top seed in the East right. and the Lakers really weren't sniffing the playoffs for a lot of the season. They were right in that play-in <laughs> tournament like all season long. All season long, yeah. So I, I, I would venture to guess that's the reason the voters probably voted the way that they did. Uh, but- yeah, but you, have to, but you also look at, you know, the Lakers, even though they were in that situation, they were like everyone else going through the injuries and, right. and whatnot, AD out, you know. You know, uh, Brooklyn's going through the whole Kyrie thing, playing at home. I mean, playing on the road, not being able to play at home. So it was it – was, just one of those crazy years. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go to the guards on the third team, and then we'll kind of figure out who didn't make it. Uh, CP3 is one of the guards on the third team. Uh, where did you have CP3 and yours? We both had him on the second team. Okay, so I think it makes sense. I mean, the guards were hard for me to kind of determine, like, those guys. He was the fourth guy I was mentioning earlier between Luca Booker John CP3. I thought right. those were the three best guards this year. Obviously, voters thought Steph was better than CP3 as he ended up on the third team. But um, yeah, I think that CP3 had a great year again. He was on the team with the best record in the league. Obviously, a huge factor for what they did and all the success that they had. Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, CP3 running that, running the show for them, um, you know, both on and off the court. Uh, you know, another guy who showed that the mid-range game is still up, still up and running, you know, able to get to his spots, make his make his shots and uh, had an outstanding season. Um, unfortunately, we know what happened to him in the playoffs. Yeah. But again, this isn't a playoff award. So he right, had a exactly. season, so he, yeah, he's a great on season. it. 
Um, the last guard was that got voted on, which I don't think either of us had on our teams at all, which now looking back, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have had him on there. Uh, I, it was Trey young. And like I said, neither of us had him on our list. Both of us instead had Donovan Mitchell on our uh, third teams, which I, I could go back and look at the, the voting and see how close these guys were. Maybe I'll do that. But yeah, Donovan Mitchell did not make the list. Trey Young did instead. Uh, both of them had fantastic years. I know Trey Young probably would have been in like my honorable mentions category, but I just thought Donovan Mitchell had a better year. His team had better success. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that? Because we both had Mitchell, Trey Young made instead. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know Trey Young had a had a, I mean, a very good season. I didn't think he was an outstanding season, you know, um, but. He had a good season. Um, I, I thought Donovan Mitchell was 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 more deserving, um, you know. And you know, I, you know, it was a regular season award. I thought Donovan had a great regular season. Um, his team was top two, not top. weren't they the second seed? They were the second, second, third seed. Um, and you know, I, I thought he had, he was well, you know, more more deserving of it. Um, yeah. But again, Trey Young, you can't you can't go wrong there either. Yeah, I think that they both obviously had arguments for being there. I went back and I pulled up the votes to kind of just see um, the difference between Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell. So Trey Young actually got 11 votes to be on the second team, and he got 77 votes to be in the third team, which equals 110 points total. Uh, Donovan Mitchell only got four points total. He got four votes for third team. So it was he was the wow. next. He was the next guard, like he right. was the next guard, but the voters close. thought it was those six guards that made it. They didn't even, I mean, only a handful of people picked Donovan Mitchell, which is interesting because I it didn't, is. I don't feel like they're the voting gap, which how I think they played, obviously I thought Mitchell played better, but I don't see that big a gap. So I'm wondering what the thought process was between, between those two, but obviously it was not very close. Um, is there anybody who, else? who has, who has all these votes? These are all sports writers. And so, yeah. So the votes, I mean, it's guys, like, I think a lot of, I don't know if it's every market, but local markets will maybe get one guy. So it'll be like a guy from Utah that gets a vote and a guy from Indiana right. that gets a vote. And then your big name guys, like, right. you know, the guys that work at ESPN, like Brian Windhorst and Stephen So those are the people that are, that are actually voting on this. Anybody else that didn't that we had, I had Rudy Gobert making it because I had two centers on the first team. So then I kind of knocked it right. down. Rudy Gobert was the next center to make it. He had 45 total points. And then Bam Adebayo was in right behind him with 28 total points. So those are the other, those are the only other centers that received any votes at all. We both had Jimmy Butler on the third team. And Jimmy Butler <laughs> was the first forward to not make it. He ended up getting 32 total points. And the other forward was Pascal Siakam. He was the lowest that actually made it. He had 63 total points. So okay. not a huge gap between those two, but, but definitely decided that it was Siakam there. And then Jalen Brown got three vote, three points. Uh, Desmond Bain got a point, which mm. interesting. He had a good season, but interesting. Middleton also got a point. And then for guards, you had five other guards that got points. It was Bridges got one, Holiday got one. Kyrie Irving got one, DeJounte Murray and Fred Van Vliet. So 
it was pretty decided like which players were going to make it. There wasn't any really close calls for, right. for anything. So I'm, I mean, we were pretty good. I mean, we had most of the guys. We, we had most of the guys on the list. Yes. So, and if we had an extra guy, they were like the first guy off the list. So <laughs> right. I would say, I mean, I didn't have LeBron and Kevin Durant. I should say that, but um, I would say they, we did a solid, did pretty, I, I would we say did we did good. an okay job. I'd I think give us pretty good, man. A passing grade. Definitely. Um, passed. We had them all. <laughs> so yeah. we definitely passed. Let's uh, move in to talk about these finals. This is going to be the, the talk of the basketball world for the next, hopefully, two-ish week like i want this to go i want a good series let's okay let me go back there's been so many blowouts <laughs> in this in the conference finals there were so right. many blowouts it was i mean watching basketball is just always fun but i mean when a team's up by 20 in the second quarter it's not a lot it's of hard. fun to to it's watch to the watch. last couple of games in the eastern conference finals were good game seven was good um, I'm hoping for more of that in the finals and not more of this, you know, blowout decided. What is the what is the breakdown with the finals games? I mean, I'm I'm looking at those those uh Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals, and it was every other day. Um, it never seemed like these guys had a chance to even, you know, recover. I mean, it was, you know, I, I always thought that there was like a three-day period in between some of these games. Um, and I'm hoping that the finals, I think the finals are, is it every other day or is it? I'll talk about the Eastern conferences. I think they maybe condensed it a little bit to try to make sure there's like, there's not a lot of days without games to keep fans engaged. I mean, as a player, like, would you rather have a longer off season and play your playoff games closer together? Or would you rather have breaks in your playoff games and maybe shorten your off season by a week or two? I think I'd rather shorten my off season by a week or two. Um, Cause it probably gives just, you the best. You feel the best just, when you're playing, if you have more than one day and if you're traveling between, it's right. just terrible. Yeah. Yes. And that's, it just seemed like everything was just, it was just game every game. Other it was a every other day. And it was just like, wow. Like don't these guys, I thought, I, I just thought in the past, there seemed to be a longer break in yeah, some I of the first, in the first round, uh, seconds, the finals, at least the, the, the Western Eastern Conference Finals. So, so this is what it looks like for the finals. Uh, game one is on Thursday. Thursday. Then they have Friday, Saturday off. Then they play Sunday. So they got a two game break or two day break. Then they got Monday, Tuesday off. They play Wednesday, and then they play Friday. So they have a one game break. One day, and then they play again Monday. So that's two days, and then they have another two days off. Game six, another two days off. Game seven. So there's only one time where they only have one game off and that's between game three and game four so you're not traveling so right just it's a two three two two three be in two. san francisco they won't right. be traveling so actually they'll be in a- boston they'll be in boston right no because boston has oh sorry yeah sorry 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 yes. they will be in boston um because they start out in uh, in, in san francisco so yes yeah they'll be in boston but they won't have so that's the only time they have one only one day off, which I think will be good. Obviously, right. you want to watch as much basketball as you can, but if you want the players performing at their highest level, recovering from minor little injuries and yes, being able to recover, I think doing it this way, two game or two days off between games is probably the best, the best route to do it. So, yep, that's what it looks like. Um, 
So what, what's like a, maybe the best matchup you're thinking in this series, like scheme wise, what are you excited to look at? Like what, what's the, what's drawing you the most into this other than it being the NBA finals? The first thing that's drawn me um, is I, I do want to see the matchups. I, I'm sure we're going to see um, smart on Curry. Um, I'm sure that's that's one matchup. I would. I, I think I, I would think we're going to see another matchup of Wiggins and Tatum. Um, and uh, I think that's that's a another good another good matchup. And then, you know, Draymond and Al Horford. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so yes. it, it, it's 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 going to be really interesting. You know, Boston is able to switch and defend at all five positions, um, which is which is really, really exciting to see. Um, and Golden State's player movement and ball movement. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, who's going to be able to get open? Um, you know, uh, who's going to get hot? Um, you know, and is Boston going to be able to close if they have a lead? Um, you know, because they've, they've seemed to have this thing where, especially at home where they just can't, where they can't keep a lead. They have a little um, bit of that Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> in them. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm really, I'm really excited for this series. I think it's, it's going to go, um, you know, I'm going to, I'll tell you now, my prediction is uh, Boston in six. Um, I'm, okay. I'm looking at Boston in six. So, uh, you know, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Um, being a really good series um and won't be surprised if it goes seven yeah. um, i just don't think i just don't think boston golden state in that seventh game uh, or in closeout games on their home courts they're they're tough i don't think they're really tough yeah i if steph curry has a game seven i mean i think he's gonna hit a lot of a lot of shots so <laughs> i think the thing that i'm most interested by obviously brought up the matchups and you mentioned how Boston can switch so well. Boston also seems so they like to run a lot of drop coverage. And I'm interested to see how their defensive schemes look against a team with not a big, not a big like pick and roll threat, you know, a lot of outside shooting. So like you said, I think Marcus Smart will be kind of running around with Steph Curry a lot. I, I think that Boston, their defensive personnel is about as good as you could ask for against someone like the Golden State Warriors. I just am, I'm interested to see how Yudoka like schemes it because I mm-hmm. think that the best, I don't know what the best move is. And obviously he's a far smarter basketball mind than I am, but I'm just interested to see what, what he's planning on doing. Yeah. I think one of the things, you know, you have to do is you, you have to make these guys drivers and you have to make them finish at the basket, I think, over over tough one-on-one defense. And you got to stay at home on the outside um, because once you start collapsing and they start moving that ball around to make the, the first pass to the corner and make that extra pass, well, now you're in trouble. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you're in your help side, you know, your, your defense. But when that ball's he starts driving that ball, let them chest up one-on-one and – Lock down on them shooters and yeah. make them finish. Make them finish around the basket and and, and see what happens. I I just think Boston size is this size is pretty good. I think um, you know, they're they're going to really um move the balls well and 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 get into their bodies and, and try to wear them down. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how this series goes. Yeah, I think the 
the thing that I also am really interested about in this series is if, you know, Jordan Poole can keep up what he's been doing, like right. against Boston's defense. The other thing about it is the Warriors turn the ball over a lot. And with a defense like Boston, <laughs> where they're playing tough defense, I mean, the Warriors obviously score a lot of points and they have an effective offense, but they also do turn it over a ton. And I think that helped Miami probably a little bit more if they would have made the finals because they love to turn people over. But Boston, too, has a fantastic defense that's going to create turnovers. And I just wonder if that will be enough to put them over the edge, if they can capitalize on enough of those turnovers to turn them into points. Because I think that they might struggle some on offense. Jason Tatum loves to take tough shots, and they look awesome Mm -hmm. when he's making them. But we've seen a couple times in the playoffs when he's not making those tough shots. It's like, that's really the best shot you can find. So I'm interested to see how that dynamic goes out. You mentioned Andrew Wiggins and Jason Tatum. What can, I mean, Wiggins did a good job, I think, on Luka Doncic. What's he going to do on someone like Tatum, who is a little bit taller, longer, quicker, probably not quite as strong, but more athletic. I'm interested to see that. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Um, is that your favorite matchup of this or is it smart and Curry or I think, I think both of those matchups are exciting on, on each side of the court. And it's funny that we haven't even talked about Clay Thompson. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you still got, you know, you got another assassin over there, um, who's, who shots the ball, um, tremendous. Um, and again, who, who may be a step slow from the old clay. Um, but He's a, he's another person that has to be um, you, you have to you know deal with out there. Um, so it's going to be it's a, a great series. And you know one of the things um, you know you, you look at uh, Golden State trying to get to the basket. You got Williams back there just trying to you know block shots. Now when Golden uh, Golden State beat Dallas, they're getting in there getting laps, and there's no one in there to, to take anything away. So it's a, it's a whole different look right now. You know. Horford and Williams, both in their blocking shots. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest difference is the types of defense. I mean, Dallas had a good defense, but their defense is a totally different style than Boston's defense. So all around, I think it's going to be a really interesting series. You said you picked Boston and six. Boston and six. I think I'm leaning towards uh, Boston and six also. It seems like anything in six kind of seems like a safe pick when you're doing something i'm not saying boston and six or golden state six is the safest pick but um yeah if i was gonna say seven i would probably take the warriors because i trust their execution down the stretch a lot more than i would trust boston just because they've been there before right they have the best player in the series and um he's an incredible shot block or shot maker in tough situations so but i think i'm going boston too espn had a they have like a basketball power index thing. And I don't, I don't know if it's some calculation based thing. Um, so you're probably gonna hate this, but it predicted that the, that the Celtics had an 86% chance to win against the golden state warriors. Do you, I just can't see it being that big a gap. Like that's got a. I think it's way closer to 50, 50 than that suggests it is. Yeah. I think, I don't think it's, um, 86%, uh, you know, now with our selections right there, it sounds great. Um, but um, I don't think it's it's that. I think I think it's a it's a toss up, really, um, to see. 
Um, I'm going with Boston. I've I've been riding this this coattail here for for the last few series. Um, you know, they, they did scare me a little bit there in Game Seven down the stretch the other night, but I'm staying with them. Um, you know, I look at it; it can go either way. Uh, Golden State has all all of the all the guys that have, have been there before played this played in these games, and Boston has zero. So, right. nothing to lose, everything to gain. Um, go out there and just just play their game. Um, and I, and I really, I really can't wait for tomorrow, nine o'clock, eight o'clock your time to be on it. <laughs> I have one more question for you. Oh, for sure. What? So since you picked Boston, who would you say is the most likely person in Boston to come out of that series winning the finals MVP award? Um, I would say Jason Tatum. I um, think that's like the, that's the, now the, the one that would be the most surprising would be Marcus Smart. The most surprising, but also realistic. Realistic. You yes. know, not, it's not like Peyton Pritchard's going to win finals MVP, right, but right. more like, I, I agree with that. I could, I don't think that'll happen if Boston wins. I mean, the likely scenario is it is Jason Tatum, maybe Jalen Brown, if he Brown, just right. plays really good. But I could see a world where Steph Curry, real like Marcus Smart, does a really good job of Steph Curry. And then Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown maybe play good offensively, not like, out of this world offensively. And then you get a situation where Marcus smart does win finals MVP. Would he be my pick? No, Jason Tatum would be my pick right. to do it. But I want to, I mean, but the I would not be player, surprised if Marcus smart was able to do it. The I defensive mean, player of the year begins the MVP of the, <laughs> because he shut down quote unquote, the greatest shooter. I mean, it would yeah. be, it'd be a hell of a story. Yeah. So if, if Golden state wins it, who would be your pick? Would it be Steph Curry? You think he would? <laughs> I'm I'm so tired of hearing that Steph Curry needs an MVP to cement his legacy. Um, I know it's but, totally uh, dumb, know, but he doesn't yeah, have I think, one. And- I mean, he doesn't have one. I think he's his legacy is you know it's cemented. Yeah. Um. You know, it would be nice. Um. But yeah, I could you know I could see him get in. I could you know. Who? Could be. It could be. Did you see Wiggins no, do it? Could you see Wiggins get it? You know what? I just i I heard that one. Um, I don't see that. I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, I, I say Steph or or even a Clay. Um, yeah. You know, Clay just has this. You know, out of out of the mind comeback in the championship series. You know, and just does his thing. You know, after the whole season, it finally comes down to this, and he just has that great that great series. Right. Yeah, I would say Steph, and I think it'd be it'd be pretty unlikely that anybody else wins it for Golden State. I I would love for Marcus Smart. I would I think that would be uh, that would be that'd be cool. Did, I be mean, cool. to think about Defensive Player of the Year uh-huh. has not gone to a guard in so long. Now Marcus Smart gets it, and then he's able to win Finals MVP is just like a really cool storyline that I think a yes. lot of people might. I mean, a lot of people were mad that he won Defensive Player of the Year. So I think it'd be cool if he could kind of shut people up that way too. And that would also mean that he did a hell of a job on Steph Steph Curry. Curry. Um, So I think that that matchup is going to be really fun to watch. Um, But yeah, I would say, I would say Celtics and six, Jason Tatum wins finals MVP. Um, Boston gets their, I don't know, 18th or 19th championship or whatever. Then they would. would No, they'd be one up. They're tied right now. Yeah. Okay. Cause the Lakers one tied it. Yeah, so I'm going Boston. I also will be rooting for Boston, 
<laughs> I kind of was a Boston fan when yeah, I was younger. You with, yep. So I'm kind of rooting for Boston in this one, but I think it's going to be a cool series regardless. Do you have any closing thoughts on, on the series? What you, any last things you're looking for? Any storylines, anything like that? I'm not just really looking forward to um, competitive uh, series. Um, you know, as you said earlier, we want these games to come down to those last four minutes. Uh, no blowouts. Um, and, you know, hopefully everyone goes out there, plays well, no one gets hurt, and we have a great series. For sure. I definitely am looking forward to it, and I hope everybody else is too. Uh, thanks, Doug, for taking time on vacation to sit down and, oh, and not a problem, talk basketball. Um, you guys can always follow Doug on Twitter at Doug West B-Ball. Follow me on Twitter at B underscore Hedke NBA. We'll be back sometime soon. I'm sure we'll talk about if the series gets really close or really boring. I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. <laughs> NBA draft is only like three weeks away. The Wolves have four picks. Um, we'll probably talk some about that sometime in the future. But for now, I'm focused on this finals. So I think it's going to be a really fun series. But again, thanks, Doug, for doing this. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, this has been the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm Brendan Hedke. He's Doug West, and we'll be back soon. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.